0: Hello and welcome to You to Know Lit. My name is Nick Argerich, and this week I'm looking for a great book written by a child author. Mm. A child author, as recommended by Lithead Rebecca.
1: It, Are you sure about that? An author who is a child, like like a a child author, not a childish author, a not child. childless
2: author. Somebody who wrote a book when they were a child. I think it'll be more fun if we weighed in on. Which authors, grown-up authors, believe to be the most childish?
1: All right. Good morning, everybody. My name is Joseph Harvey Holeshue. If you are looking for a book by a child author, I, it's so weird to say. It. it sounds like Child Bride or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm-hmm. word can you put child in front of that makes the most unsettling pairing? Because child co- author makes me a oh. little uncomfortable. Child bride, uh, child makes bride, me I think might be up there. <laughs> yeah, comfortable.
2: Uh, child, um, child sausage, like a sausage made out of children, is pretty bad uh, Okay. Too. Okay, yeah. Nick, do you have one? Child,
1: child these are both great. Child uh, larceny. You- child, what if you just pair it with child
2: larceny? I like <laughs> child larceny.
1: But anyway, books written by children. Um, We've brought a ton of these to the book, to the podcast in the past. Um, I'm excited to hear Ian talk about his book this week.
2: He brought one. Greetings, Nick. Salutations, Joe. How's it going, Letheads? This week, my name is Dr. Ian DeYoung, but my greaser nickname is Giraffe. Giraffe. Please call me Giraffe over the course of this episode. This week, I riffed on a Lithead recommended theme, and I brought a book written by an actual child. Her name is S.E. Hinton. Mm-hmm. It, it was S.E. Hinton when she wrote this book, and it still is S.E. Hinton. Oh, good. Uh, mm-hmm. She was 18 when it was published. It's called The Outsiders. Oh, famous book, famous movie. Mm-hmm. Origin,
1: mm-hmm. some say. Of the Brat Pack. Is that what it was called? The the Like the C. Michael Hall sort of things? Like the
2: Brat Pack? Uh, some say that this is the origin. Know. Yeah. But yeah. yes, it is. I have, a, I think, one thing to say about the movie. Not much, but yes. And there's also a book. A book behind it, too. May your earlobes
1: turn into assholes and shit on your shoulders.
2: Hey, the plot doesn't fucking matter at all. This is what I think it's about. If you look closely enough, every author (laughs) was at some point a racist. Audiobooks don't count, right? All art is quite useless. (laughs) Who who told you that? Fun fact, that is how Joe laughs. laughs.
0: Joe, the Brat Pack is comprised of the outsiders the breakfast club pretty in pink um the pickup artist 16 candles weird Mm -hmm. science thank you one crazy summer there's others but Mm. they're less important i think
2: okay and don't get this don't get this confused with the brad pack which consists of uh, various people named all the oceans 11s brad no no people named brad like brad garrett
0: brad pitt
2: bradley cooper brad bird the rest Other um, Brad's
0: Ian, how is this? How is this a play on the recommendation? It sounds like the exact recommendation. Well,
2: so I went back and lithead. It's important to go back and read the directions. Things head, do get
0: filtered through several.
2: <laughs> this levels. is Ian's teaching advice corner. It's always good to go back and read the directions. So I went to look and see what lithead Rebecca said about this this theme. And I discovered she didn't actually recommend that we look for books written by children. Oh, Wait a minute, Nick oh, got no. Nick Nick oh, got no. the, like the word "child" and stopped. But the actual <laughs> the actual request is books uh, written by children of famous authors, which I think oh, would be a lot easier. To that do is such than a different episode. By there are not wow. very many books, good books, written by children, because kids are not usually great writers. Now, no, it takes a long time to get good at things. It turns out, like if. Any of my students for listening. When I say, I say not usually great writers. I don't mean you. You're amazing. No, yeah. You guys are, our you're, students are naturally talented. Great.
1: No, but like it is, it takes, it takes a super long time to get good at things and especially things that people want to read. <laughs> like, some say it takes 10,000 hours to get good at something. Well, yeah, some say that, um, that's been, that's been debunked. Our bad Rebecca. Well, Rebecca, that one is on all of us. I mean, but this is a great book, so
2: I'm happy I get to bring it. Go ahead, Joe. No,
1: I was just looking at the, um, kind of books written by famous children. I don't know how to say this correctly. Books written by children, famous books written by children. And one of the things that we ran into is we, over the many, um, illustrious years of this show have mm-hmm. already brought a ton of mm-hmm. these, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought I tried to put together a few games for today and one of them that I thought might be a little bit interesting is, do you want to try to put these books in order of, I'm going to give you all the books that we've brought who, that have been written by children. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want you to tell me who was the youngest when they wrote it, Who is wow. the next youngest, who is the Fine. next. So you're looking for ascending order by age of author. Wow. The options. We just have four. Okay. The options, Aragon, written by Christopher Pliny, famously brought to on Dragon Week, I think read by Ian.
0: I think actually all these are read by Ian. This feels like not a great start for me in terms of uh, making it a fair game. Well,
1: Nick, <laughs> you'll like this, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Uh-huh. Frankenstein. Okay. The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton, which Ian will bring today, and The Diary of Anne Frank. Which one of those was this was the child author, the youngest when they wrote, which was the next
2: oldest, next oldest, etc.? So the options are Aragon? Yes. Aragon Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Outsiders and Anne Frank. And Frank. That's I it. think I know the right the exact breakdown, the exact, but Nick, ooh, what you got? Excited. Okay, I'm gonna say Anne Frank was the youngest.
0: Uh, and then I'm gonna say Frankenstein. Okay. And then the outsiders and then Aragon. Okay. Ian, would you like to give your order?
2: I would say um the old or the, the youngest was Anne Frank.
1: Anne Frank? Thirteen and years old say, when she began writing the diary of Anne Frank, yes.
2: I'm gonna say Outsiders, Aragon, uh Frankenstein. The Outsiders.
1: She was in eighth grade when she began writing The Outsiders, which makes her about 14 years old. Um, Aragon, 15 years old. Christopher Pellini and Frankenstein. Mary Shelley barely coming in under the wire at Mm -hmm. 18 years old um, when when, when she Mm. she went. Withering Heights, I don't think we've ever talked about on this show, but Emily Bronte... um, uh, supposedly I, I guess maybe maybe not supposedly maybe definitely did uh, Witherin Heights in her late teens is what mm. it's attributed to
2: late I teens. mean it, it's really a time when when you can't when you're not able to go to college because um, society thinks that you're less you're less capable than the other gender um, it's a great time to sort of do your own thing to so sort of like write a piece of classic fiction okay yeah. you don't let me go to college then fine I'll write one of the best monster stories ever
0: Welcome, Lit Heads, to You Don't Know Lit. A weekler, as we call it strongly, podcast, where every week we typically pick a theme and two book recommendations, except for some weeks when we don't. Uh, we also have some rules to keep us on track that, again, may or may not apply to the episode that we're doing. <laughs> Rule number one, just don't spoil anything. Rule number two, mm-hmm. Joe, mm-hmm. it's certainly enough. Been enough talking on your part <laughs> yeah, that's already and <laughs> rule number three is only winning matters which again is irrelevant uh ian, uh ian tell us the outsiders what is this i don't know really anything about this it was a book first or a robert uh jr film first His vehicle was, was he in it i don't yeah. think so it's a i joke. don't think he yeah. was no yeah, it's a joke you don't need to do a
2: research on it no i was curious because okay. there's like when i watched that movie there were so many people i was like Wait, is that who? Is that Rob Lowe? Yeah, that's yeah. Rob Lowe. What is Rob Lowe doing as a young person? How can he be young? Being a teenager. Here you go. I'll tell you what the book is about. Being a teenager is already difficult, but what if you were a teenager and an orphan? What if you were a teenager, <laughs> an orphan, and the youngest of three brothers? Working class in a society built for the elite, the only sensitive, thoughtful one in a gang of hoodlums and ne'er do wells. In The Outsiders, the book, which is the book I brought this week, S.E. Hinton gives voice to mid-century teenage angst, which turns out to be pretty similar to modern teenage angst, <laughs> exploring how dangerous family uh, inequality machismo and family trauma can be. This looks like a tough film, like a true 80s tough
0: film. Mm. There's mm. lots yes. of denim. This is, full on, this is a full-on greaser book, so to so, speak. Um, Who does that offend, that term? I think that's... <laughs>
2: I think we're good, actually. We're good. It was just like, guys, <laughs> this, is a great time. this is a great time, guys. This is a great time to start with our game for the day. Oh, so okay. um, this book... Another game. I love the coordination. Multiple <laughs> games. Well, it's it's fun. Fun. well mine was kind of more of an activity. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> James is was yeah, just an exercise. Um, <laughs> this book... Okay, so this book is kind of expressing a bygone era. It is a bit of a time capsule. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of quaint the way To Kill a Mockingbird is sort of quaint you look at it and you're like wow that was 60 years ago and the world is not like that anymore. To, to help get, get you guys in the mood for a greaser book I brought a game called Greaser Lingo. Um, mm-hmm. Part of being a greaser Ooh, is you God. talk a certain way mm-hmm. and some of this will be familiar some of this yeah. will be less familiar so basically this is kind of a what does it mean type thing I will say a word and you guys tell me briefly what you think it means. You don't need to justify why I don't care why you right. come up with your answers. Just tell me what you think it means. Great. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This, I'll start with an easy one. Okay. Rumble. Ding ding. Ooh. Go, go wait, ahead, Mike. Hey. That's gonna be our <laughs> <my> best. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, go ahead. A, r- a rumble is a, a fight. Absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah. It's really a fight. And Good this job, is Nick.
2: a big a big part of this book. There's a that kind of it's kind of builds up towards a rumble. It's oh. a climactic rumble, and then things sort of simmer down after that. So I'd be disappointed yeah. if there wasn't a rumble in a greaser book. There's gotta be a rumble. Okay, here's another one. This is a little bit harder. Tough. Tough. Vroom, vroom.
1: Uh, yes, Joe. Um, I think a tough is like, it's it's, it's, a, it's a tough guy. It, it, it's, it's a mean guy, right? Like a tough guy is somebody you don't want to mess with. It's a tough. Um, I'm sorry, that's not correct.
0: Go oh. ahead. Oh, hey. Nick. I'm going to say it's something to do with a car. I'm thinking it's that when the door sticks, that's tough. That's a terrible. Um, sorry, guess. neither My of you. This is so much. Neither of
2: you that. are correct. You do not get any g- grease points. Do oh, not pass no. go. Do not collect two hundred grease points. Tough. Tough is one of those words which, if you spell it t o u g h, it mm. means kind of a ba- kind of an imposing Strong, figure, kind right? of badass. Yes. Yeah. Um. When, but when you spell it the way they spell it in the book, t u f f, that means cool. Somebody's really tough. That means they're they're awesome. Oh, they're this P-U-F-F. is like when you call it. This okay. is like when
1: you call a really good looking girl a baddie. Have you heard that slang? A baddie. Uh, no. right? Yeah. no, but it's coming no. up. What's a heater? Heater. Ah, vroom, 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 vroom. Hey. Oh, I heard Joe first. I think a heater is a really fast car. A, a car that just goes like hell is a heater. That's
2: a really good guess, but you're wrong.
1: Oh, it felt good.
2: <laughs> Nick, you want to steal? Hey, what's up? Um, I'm gonna
0: say a heater is like a fight that you heard about, like there's a heater in the in the in the parking lot, you know, yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, mm. I heard there was quite I a heater like bathroom bathroom yesterday. Neither of you are correct. <laughs> Do not collect Christ. any oil points. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. A heater <sighs> is a gun. If you're carrying oh, and heat, right? Yeah, we've. S- I thought they just did knives. That was gettable. Oh no, like no, guns are, and yeah. guns are kind of like a transgression. Like Cones. When, you, when you when you have a gun, like it's kind of kind of like a, a bit over the line. Like well, also still, like
1: like also, if you're going to a fight today and you bring a gun, over <laughs> right. the line. Like you have yeah. misinterpreted that fight.
2: You've right. done a bad job of it. Uh, ah. Here's one, and this is let me be clear. This is a noun. This is not an adjective. This is a, a naming, not describing word fly what's a fly hey nick i'm gonna go back to my my
0: days of watching will smith yeah in the in the big funky house that he lived in uh-huh f- they would say that girl's fly mm-hmm. right maybe mm-hmm. it's something from that so i'm gonna say a beautiful a beautiful smart Goyal? Uh, intelligent uh young woman yes you are absolutely correct
2: oh! There it is. That was, that was really yeah, good. Give myself a Nick, round of applause. Nick, you're looking a little bit greasy. Are, are you no, just going to tell us? Well, I am Greek, so that might give me an advantage. <laughs>
1: Nick is, like, in, in the world of greasers and socias, Nick's a greaser. Like, <laughs> I saw a tweet yesterday
2: that said, Greeks are what Italians would be like if they grew up in Russia. <laughs> I don't get it at all. I don't...
1: <laughs> well, you're probably too close to it. Okay. I yeah,
2: can't see it. Okay. I can't see uh, it. Just a couple more. Yeah, Nick has a commanding lead of two grease points, but Joe, yeah. you can come back because we have We get some more. NBA Jam rules in this one. You should Why give us like, a really about tough one
1: worth like eight points.
2: <laughs> uh, no, okay. that's that's too hard. When I talk no. about when I talk about weed, what am I talking about? Or weed? a weed. weed? Give me a weed.
0: Oh, give me
1: a, a weed. Oh shit, he's so Nick. fast.
2: Nick. I'm gonna
0: say, I'm gonna say like a traitor. Like ah, there's a oh, weed no. in our gang. There's a no weed. Way. We gotta get him out of here.
2: Mm, good try but you're wrong vroom
1: Fuck, vroom joe. i think it's a cigarette like it pass is me a cigarette, cigarette. Yeah, it yeah Like, give me which is
2: which is really funny because they uh they use the word stoned to refer to drunk they use the word high to refer to drunk Interesting. and so all of these words that we nowadays associate with marijuana the devil's lettuce billy joel they they, they are, they're talking about cigarettes yeah okay uh for all the marbles by which i mean joe you can still tie the game and make That's it r- render it absolutely meaningless <laughs> When I talk about, when I talk about woofing, what am I doing? Hey! What? Nick. I had to ring if I don't... Yeah, I know. That's the strategy. The strategy. Woofing woofing. is... Uh, Let's be clear. There's no G on the end. It's woofing.
0: Oh, okay. Woofing is when you're caught in the bathroom smoking cigarettes
2: and you're woofing. You're going... woof are down? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't think I understand that one, and you're wrong. It's not correct. Like when the Sorry. teachers
0: catch you smoking weed. Hey, no, you don't get by two weed, guesses. I mean cigarettes.
2: <laughs> That's my guess.
0: Uh, uh, okay, okay, room, room. room. room.
1: Woofin'. Woofing? W O O F I N. Yep. I think it's when you're like courting a girl. You're you're, you're woofing
0: after her. You're woofing. Mm. Oh, out on the prowl like a wolf. Out on the Joe. Prowl like mm. a wolf. why well, it's
1: like wolfing is the only thing I don't love about it, but
0: Wolfing. oh i think i know what it is
1: wait ian ian makes it seem like that i'm close so maybe you're not, you're, you're, out kind of, to you're closer dinner. than Nick, but you're not out close to, wolfing
2: out. is kidding i'm, I'm just, just wolfing yeah oh good. wolfing That's is is when you're just joking around you're just having a good time i love that yeah just wolfing.
0: so like wolves do <laughs> classic A classic wolf just situation. like wolves
2: Are all greasers Italian? They're absolutely not. This book takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they're kind of cowboy light
0: Italian population in Tulsa. Famous the Italian Ian, We should probably talk about the book. What is it about? We We it's about a young ragtag group of greasers. It's Mm. is it the eighties?
2: Oh no, it's not the eighties. It's It's not the eighties. The movie was made in the eighties. Movies made in the eighties. When was the book? Sixty-seven. Book came out in 67. So the book came out kind of as the as greasers were less a real thing and more becoming a fictional kind of mythic thing. Um, like a unicorn. uh, Yes, greasers were becoming like unicorns and that they were sprouting horns out of their heads instead of curls of luscious, greasy hair. They also grant wishes. Is the idea of a
0: greaser as we imagine it uh, just a, a, a pop culture fiction?
2: No, there are people like this. We have photographs. We have we have video evidence of them. They existed. It's okay. true. They were um, real. The, this yeah, was real. Greaser. The greaser. The greaser was a subculture, um, generally from working class or lower class uh, backgrounds. Often there was kind of some some petty theft involved, uh, and it was uh, an attempt to sort of carve out a niche um, yeah. uh, that was away from what was deemed to be sort of. Uh highbrow. Um, sure. So a big point of, a big point of sort of uh, mockery by the greasers in this book <clears> is all the people <throat> who have beetle style haircuts. So uh, it's kind of like a counterculture thing. It's sort of like, it's like a counter counterculture thing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah it's sure. like, it's young people who see the way the, the, the most young people are going in their right. own counterculture way and said, let's, let's, let's right. go a different direction. so, um, yeah, the closest, the closest comparison I can make today would be, uh, people who play Dungeons and Dragons. I think
0: counterculture would be a great name for like a nice, like, uh, like di- Rex, uh, like uh, diner type of thing where you like, there's oh. a counter where they serve breakfast. Uh, is it highbrow? Counterculture. No, no, no. Really is this good. like, is
2: this like, is this like, uh, elevated diner or no, are no, you doing no, no, like legitimate Jesus diner spoon. food at legitimate yeah, diner prices? Yeah. Counterculture. Okay.
1: The kind of place that you would go and just drink like bad
2: coffee. It'd be
0: counter culture. Counter counterculture. Culture. Culture.
2: A clever name for a normal diner is kind of Counter. That's not what diners do. Diners diners are things that right, diners are named things like diner. It's a play on Din- words.
0: No, counterculture. I, I, like,
2: I feel like if you if you go to a diner, you don't want it to have a clever name. The clever name kind of ruins it. You want to go to a diner that's called Food for Grub. Then go to your own fucking diner,
0: okay? But I'm (laughs) opening up counterculture and you're not invited. Nick,
1: I would (laughs) like to let you know that I think counterculture is a really cool name for a diner. Oh, I would like to let you know that I think you have a valid point. You're like, if you go to a a diner called counterculture, it's a little too cute. A diner is is about the grub.
2: I don't want them putting their effort and energy into like funny names. I want no, them putting their marketing. effort and energy into my greasy coffee. Oh, you're not invited. <laughs> tell me what the book is about.
1: Can I get another spoon of grease in this it's coffee? It's invite please? only, and you can't come. <laughs> it's my first cup of the day.
2: Oh, can the leadheads go to counterculture?
0: You have four oh. minutes to tell me what this book is about, <laughs> <laughs> dipshits.
2: Ah, uh, so this book, um, the the, the storyline is the storyline. It's a it's a guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's a it's a building's this is just a straight oh. up in this book there are two gangs that are sort of it's, it's uh two cultures that are they're running around Tulsa uh the greasers who are greasers you know what the greasers are like and the socs which is pretty bad I think if if I could go back in time and tell SE Hinton to change one thing before she published this it would be don't have the bad guys called socs it's spelled s o c s and it's short for socials and they're the Did you know she coined that term yeah, yeah. I, I just, well,
1: I've heard this term outside of this. Now, what's it, wrong with it this It maybe term?
2: originates from
1: this, but it's I have heard people say. refer to groups as "socias." I would say one confusing piece about this is when I read this book in eighth grade, I definitely pronounced that word "socks" the entire Absolutely. time. Right. Like it right. doesn't tell you how to pronounce it. So I had like, to go socks. on
2: Wikipedia. Our main character in the book is named. Don't laugh. His name is Pony Pony Boy. He has a brother named Soda Pop. Why would These we really the legal legal names and that's just you gotta deal with it you gotta live with it pony boy is a greaser he is kind of the youngest member of his greaser gang um he's got two brothers two older brothers and no parents his parents have died his older brothers are taking care of him Uh, and a couple other friends so in this town the socias like to drive around in fancy cars and find greasers and beat them up and in one such scuffle this happens a lot Kind of if you're a greaser, you live in fear. Though this is told from the story, the point of view of a greaser, so how can we really trust them? Anyway, mm-hmm. in one of these scuffles where uh, some Soches be, are beating up some greasers, Pony Boy and his friend are there, and Pony Boy's friend kills out, pulls out a switchblade and kills a greaser, which wow. you kind of don't do. That's kind of like a, Wait, a breach. Well, I want to pause right there. Murder? It, it, he pulls, kills a Soche. Doesn't kill greaser, is, like, a greaser, kills a Soche. Yep. Yeah, so he kills a Soche and then they go on a run the run there's kind of like a lot of dominoes that fall after that which i'm not going to spoil it's like dominoes of tragedy i mean dominoes is a hilarious fun game we play it all the time for for laughs mm-hmm. but this is these are sad dominoes like sad 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 dominoes yeah so pony boy has to kind of grow up uh, as as he negotiates this unfortunate experience
0: is this ya like this is firmly ya right I, so it's red.
2: It's red as YA. I, I think. I think it feels. It feels akin to to modern YA. I think it's less interested in. So so a lot of a lot of YA. A lot of modern YA has a fairly set range of themes. Um, this this kind of you can see those themes in their early form. Concerns with family. Concerns with identity. Concerns with mm-hmm. like how do I fit into the world? But it's not it's 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 early it's it's seed form um yeah. so it feels different i feel like one of the things that that bums me out about modern YA, ya is that it is written to sell and it's written um for like the largest possible audience and so you kind of can can see the bones of it i think a lot of I don't read a lot of YA that makes me say, "Oh, this is this is fresh. This is taking a risk." Something that Essie yeah. Hinton talks about is she says, "You know, one of the reasons I started writing this
1: book when I was so young is because like there weren't books like this for me to mm-hmm. read. You know, like books for fifteen-year-old yeah. girls were all called things like Mary Jane Goes to the Prom, and they were just <laughs> like these thin, va- it, like." So she said, "I I just wanted
0: to write a book that yeah that was different. Um, and and this is what came out. The Outsiders is a great name too." It makes mm-hmm. me feel like there might be aliens in this book. Ian, oh. are
2: there any aliens in your book? I would say there are people who feel like aliens. Oh. Which is outsiders. not as fun as, yeah. as like space aliens. But it's one of those classic titles where you you think you're pretty sure you pretty sure you know what it means, but you're not 100 percent sure, which mm-hmm. always keeps you on your toes. Is this good? Oh, it's so good. It's it's, it's interesting. So good. This is, as I say, this is a buildings Roman. And and oh boy, this is gonna sound super. Um, I have a bad rap on this podcast as somebody who is elitist. And that's absolutely inaccurate. I'm, yeah. I wow. am the most, ah. I am the, I'm a common, the common man, man, I, of I'm people. a working class. In stuff. terms
0: of common, it goes definitely me, Joe, you, that's the order. Look,
2: do you see this stubble? I have stubble now.
0: I'm most common. And I walk
1: the line between and yeah, the, elite Joe, and the common man. That, that yeah. is like a niche that I've been comfortably yeah. filling my entire life.
2: This yeah. is going to sound like I'm being elitist. But as you know, it has. I'm the least elitist person I'm on this podcast. i bleep out the butt part. <laughs> um, this feels as an elitist, like... I think you should, o- you should own you it. As you
0: know, Ian, the heads. I am the elitist person I- on this Ian, podcast. That's why you're here. You're our house elitist. If we didn't have you, we'd sound like idiots. The, <laughs> the I go to Ian for all of my social
2: questions. I'm yeah. <laughs> wearing this Madras shirt. Uh, these This semi-beetle haircut. Um, this book feels like it's written by, by a teenager. Oh, yeah, well, it sounds that, like it sounds yeah, like a diss, and, But it, it, I don't mean yeah. it to be a diss. Um, it's not a particularly I would say not a particularly complex book. It is it is boldly drawn. So like,
1: uh-huh. um,
2: when there is a character who is going to turn out to be not as bad as as everyone expected, yeah, that's kind of like you can tell you can see that coming, and then yeah. sure enough. He is not as bad. Maybe a good word is archetypal. This book feels like it's boldly drawn. I like that. I, I like boldly drawn as well. It's yeah, kind of something that elitist would say. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, I could never come up with that. As, uh, <laughs> as but but despite it's not being particularly like complex or or surprising, it's also really riveting. So this is an absolute page turner. I like. It's not a long book, and I sat down with it. I kind of ran out of time this week, but I I read I read it quite quickly. Um, it's not just because it's, it's a young adult book. It's a really, like, it draws you in. And I think it's, part of that is it's emotional authenticity. So yes, it feels like it's written by a teenager in that it's not super um, fancy and complex, but it also feels authentic. I hate Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye is a, I just, it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a loathsome book to me. That's another book that kind of is supposed to express what it means to be a teenager in America in the mid-century. This book is so much more true. It feels so much more real than Catcher in the Rye. This feels like somebody who is actually feeling, like teenage angst, is writing it. Um, I don't know how old J.D. Salinger was when he wrote Catcher in the Rye, but it that that this this doesn't feel about like um, a grown up cosplaying. A teenager this doesn't feel like a grown-up saying hello fellow kids yeah aren't we concerned about uh, 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 (laughs) anger and as uh, a child uh, uh, i think
1: i
0: know how to write for them (laughs) yeah
2: yeah
1: this well this is something that you see like every once in a while we get like a young person who becomes a spokesman like like an authentic young voice for something right and that's it's like if they made a vampire
0: book written by a vampire Right, Absolutely. You'd sure. be like, um, oh, amazing. okay. Maybe we have something a little bit different here, a little bit more authentic. Yeah. Right. Or, I, mean, well, I, think I think this is
1: the appeal of something like, right. like, uh, like someone like Greta Thunberg. Like, this is one of the appeals yeah.
0: of her, where yeah.
1: it's like, here is a genuine young person expressing genuine young person concerns mm-hmm. in a way that you can't put those words in the in in the mouth of an older person,
2: and you can't dismiss it as as posturing.
1: Lidheads. before I tell you what to do, I want to just give a couple of fun facts from the film here. Number one, when Francis Ford Coppola did the film, he kept the greasers and the socias separate and he gave the socias preferential treatment. Oh, brilliant! Director. They got leather bound scripts, they got free room service, better rooms, more daily allowance to create real. Animosity between the two groups. And apparently, oh, and it I heard worked. i heard
2: that, that in the movie, somebody actually stabbed one of the socias So it, that part was true. Too.
1: Well, so apparently it worked because in the Rumble scene at the end, um, Emilio Estevez said that so many bodies were being flung around that week, um, the week that Coppola took to shoot it, that Emilio Estevez broke his lip open, Howell got a black eye, and Tom Cruise broke his thumb. So the Rumble in the Outsiders. Yeah, danger's really- real. <laughs> Dangerous real. All right. Um, well, congratulations, Ian. Congratulations, S.E. Hinton, on your um, horse farm and your presumably millions and millions of dollars. Um, I if you write The Outsiders, do you think you have millions and millions? Like, do you have tens of millions of dollars, do you think? It's
0: a pretty successful movie, but now. Mm-hmm definitely no. not I would say like, in the million
2: i would say in the high
0: thousands low that millions money's out. gone though she yeah. probably got most you know what i mean like
2: but she keeps no but she keeps she keeps like they they they're selling they're still no. selling
0: ian she doesn't have any money Ian. okay
1: <laughs> one of the articles i read said that like um Francis Ford Coppola couldn't, after he paid all these actors, he couldn't afford the film rights for it. So instead of paying her the um, $5,000 that she was supposed to get for the film, she got paid $500 for the film. And that's not very much money. That's not much. That's not much money. Okay. Lead um Head on over to tweenvogue.com. Lead heads. Suggest a book. Suggest a we title. We do own that URL. Yeah. Tween. We're not kidding. Yeah. Tweenvogue.com. We own spelled exactly how you think. How you think we're joking? We're not joking. We are on social media everywhere that you would so expect sh- us to be there. We are on social media, which definitely is what we're going to call it forever now. <laughs> uh, we should get on Greaser Media. It yeah, doesn't
0: exist. Yeah,
1: we should. It's good. Okay. Hey, congratulations, Ian.
2: I'm going to read... Uh, Uh, One of the most famous pieces of this book is the way it uses a Robert Frost poem. It's a recurring motif, and it's reflecting on the idea of potential being lost or being retained. At a critical moment in the the book, a character tells Ponyboy, like, don't lose your innocence, stay gold. Stay gold, Ponyboy, is the classic line. So this is the Robert Frost poem. It's one of my favorites, and Nick kind of makes this an unfriendly space for poetry, so I'm just imposing this on him poem is called nothing gold can stay nature's first green is gold her hardest hue to hold her early leaf's a flower but only so an hour then leaf subsides to leaf. so eden sank to grief so dawn goes down today nothing gold can stay